Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell Podcast, brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. We have another exciting, informative, and well fuck it, rant-filled podcast coming your way. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Advocates. Uh, I'm your host, Corey Fleetwood, also known as the Bayou Benders. We're always joined with the lovable character, Shane Ryan, and we actually have another guest today. We have Mason from Habs Nightly. How are we doing today, you guys? I'm doing great. My eyes are sore from looking at screens all day, but I'm doing good. (laughs) I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. It's nice to be on with both of you for once, so I've been waiting for this. Um, Sad to say it's under quarantine circumstances, but hey, better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's eventually happened, and uh, it's a pleasure to finally have you on for for both of us for this episode. Yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, uh, this is definitely going to let us really delve into, uh, make a, an episode a little bit longer than, than how things have been going as of late. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, folks haven't heard my voice, you know, in a week. Yeah, in a week. So, you know, uh, I'm back. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second, folks. So just stay tuned. Yeah, it's been uh, – honestly, I don't know if it's the fact that I've, we've gotten, I've gotten used to being at home every day, but this week went by really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have would have to disagree with you guys. <laughs> oh, it's been slow. Yeah. No hockey, no soccer, no basketball. I'm. I was watching Tetris the other day. Oh, very. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Of all things to watch, right? That, yeah, a Tetris tournament. I feel like I, I looked at the clock earlier today, realized that it was almost nine thirty, and I'm like, where the hell did the time go? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've I've delved into my project so much that the time has kind of just. 
lost myself. I honestly forgot today was Sunday. I woke up thinking it was Monday. <laughs> I mean, boys, really, if, if I'm being honest with you, uh, it literally feels like it was like just like a night ago that, you know, uh, that I, try, I tried to, to do last week's episode and it just didn't work. You know, there was just so much lagging. Um, oh, Cyborg Bayou was awesome. And it, it really, it really feels like it was like yesterday. Like, I can't believe it's been a week since that. This is nuts. I mean, you've, you've had the benefit of being in God's country, living in paradise. And that might have helped your week go by a little faster. Well, okay. So, so, uh, so like, we'll get into it. Like, definitely. So it's like, you guys are, you, you've been at home. And, you know, you guys are isolating and doing what you're supposed to do. And uh, I don't know if you guys touched base on, on the previous podcast because I've, I've been so far out of, like, internet connection that, like, I can't – I couldn't listen to any of last week's episodes. Like, so I'm a week behind on everybody's stuff. Um, so, folks, if, I, if I'm saying this and it's already been said, I'm sorry. Uh, I, you know, for two weeks I've isolated myself out in the fucking woods up in northern Louisiana where there's, like, one bar of reception. Uh, I can get – two to three bars if I go 15 minutes into town. Uh, that still was not enough to record anything other than Mason got, um, you know, I'm going to have a listen to that, but Mason got um, what sounds like a robot uh, being interviewed. Um, but, yeah, so my wife's uh, has very bad, you know, allergies and her respiratory is not that great. Neither is mine. Uh, we both use an inhaler. I don't so much anymore but my wife around this time does so it put her at, at a, a big risk being down here in new orleans and especially uh with it being you know springish down here it's we we kind of don't have a lot of seasons we kind of just get summer uh like a really wet spring and fall and winter's just kind of fall for us um so you know my wife had evacuated to where she's originally from where she grew up up in northern Louisiana. It's about an hour away from Shreveport, uh, where it's the closest hockey that there is. So, you know, I went up there with her. I spent two weeks. She's been up there for three weeks. I just got back and am recording this now. This is how much, you know, we're dedicated to this this company and uh, to give you guys content in this dire time. But, you know, uh, I didn't have anything. You know, I went up there with fucking an Xbox that I had no idea wouldn't have internet. You know, uh, it was just tragic for in the beginning, you know. So, I mean, we can definitely delve into that a little bit more, but I'd like to take a breath, maybe have a sip of water. You guys have anything to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I went from playing cello every day and, like, playing video games. Then I got tired of it and frustrated, very frustrated. Um, but then I dived into this project full force, and I've just kind of immersed myself into it. Uh you know, windows open, got the the sun coming into to my to my place. You know, majority of the day, I've been going to bed way too late though, and it's been a problem. But that's besides the point. Um, once work starts up again, my sleep schedule is going to be so messed up. But overall, it's been it's been a better week than it has been before. 
and hopefully it just that continues the quickness of the weeks would definitely be beneficial for things getting back to normal because then next thing you realize is that sports are back and things are starting to go back to normal yeah for sure and you know i obviously disagree with you guys i i've had a slow ass week but um i'm not sure if you guys follow any soccer at all getting back to sports you know, are returning actually in the foreseeable future. The Premier League actually announced today that they are working on playing games behind closed doors, but they will be televised. So if they can, you know, pull that off, we might see hockey return a lot sooner than we thought it would be. And right now that is all I'm thinking about. All I'm That's what's getting me through these weeks, making them seem less long for sure. So pretty excited about that. Well. Since you bring that up, may as well bring up the news that uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet kind of broke uh, earlier that tonight, uh, where it sounds like the NHL is looking at hosting the playoffs in a singular event area or singular area, with uh, North Dakota being the popular name of choice that has been mentioned from the my understanding of the article and that they will continue over the next like couple of weeks to bring forth uh, possible plans of restarting uh, the league behind closed doors, which I think makes sense for the most part. Like I think if the league for any league to start, it's going to start behind closed doors anyways. I don't think we're gonna. Ha- I don't think we're gonna have fans for the rest of the year. Oh, definitely not. I think that's pretty out of the picture at this point. Like, yeah, but I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather not be able to see it. You know, be physically at a game than not have the game. I mean, I've done that yeah, my whole life. Like you know, but like, I would love. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I, just to have the game back on would definitely like. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are just scared, nervous. You know, you can only anticipate what's going to happen today. You know, tomorrow is is so, you know, far away. You know, 24 hours just seem quick to me from where I've been. But, you know, people need something to try to distract them. And this would be a great opportunity to bring, you know, a sport back. You know, uh, I would hate to see to not have a, a conclusion to this season. You know, it's been so back and forth. Um, I don't care if, if we couldn't go to the fucking game. If we can watch it on television, it would be amazing. I just want the season to to commence so we don't hear Leaf fans saying that they weren't eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf fans are going to turn this into, uh, oh, the Leafs didn't get eliminated in seven by Boston or by Tampa. We we win. They'll, they'll announce themselves as honorary Stanley Cup champions. Uh, and I just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it next year. I don't want to deal with it this summer. You know, and unfortunately, like, people think I'm joking when I say that, but there are Leaf fans that will legitimately deem the team honorary Stanley Cup champions. Well, I mean, they even if that doesn't happen, we're still going to have to deal with them saying that Austin Matthews would have won the 
Richard and the Art Ross if uh, the rest of the season had to play it out too. Leafs fans are the just uh, the most delusional, just worst biased fan base in the league. And I know Benders probably doesn't get it as much being from uh, New Orleans, but you and I, Shane, we both live in Southern Ontario and it is brutal. Well, I live I live in Eastern Ontario, not Southern. I'm Eastern it's Ontario. It's still pretty Southern. Yeah, it's more, it's <laughs> definitely more North than where you're at. Oh, for sure. Oh, but geez. yes, no, it's, I got into an argument on Twitter about, to a Leafs fan, because Sportsnet keeps rerunning Toronto games. And, you know, it, I understand you're catering to the, to the idiots out there because that's what Leaf fans are. But <laughs> I mean, they love, they love Daigle. I can't, I don't understand how people love him. He's so annoying, but you know, here I am talking about him. So I guess it works. Um, but a guy was like, Oh, your success is based off your cup, like off the cups. And I'm like, So you guys have been on the left, like, you guys haven't done, you failed 51 years, like, you haven't won since the original expansion, at least Chicago and you know, Detroit, all the other Canadian, all the other original six teams have at least won one cup since that time, and you've won nothing, like. They tried making fun of Ottawa, and it's like, cool. We've had we've had more playoff success, and they're just they don't they can't get off their high horse. And I don't understand why. Like they're not that good. They're not that important. Like if Toronto were to to fold, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Hot takes from Shane. Jeez. Like, realistically. Any Ooh, team can I, fold, and it wouldn't hurt the league. I mean, it would hurt their league because any uh, team folding hurts the league. But if Toronto were to file, if like if MLSE were to sell the Leafs, they would make money, obviously, because the name itself sells. But if that team, if that owner decided to to run the team to the ground, which no other owner seems to not do the NHL wouldn't hurt any more than it already is. New York holds more power. Like having the Islanders and the Rangers suck at the same time is not ideal for, for, for the league. Having Toronto suck, they've dealt with it for 50 years. It's not that you can survive, but if like the Rangers and the Islanders were to, to shit the bed for the next 10 years and both of them be at the bottom of the standings, no playoff games, there's going to be an issue because New York is that much farther ahead than Toronto. You say that, but like you do make the point. Like I I do agree. I do think I wouldn't go as far as you are a bold man. You are not afraid of the hot takes. I'm not going (laughs) to touch that with a six foot social distancing pole. But um, I will say that New York has not exactly been – while they have had playoff success, they haven't exactly been the model of Stanley Cup success throughout their whole franchise. And they do still, you know, it's a dedicated fan base. People who like hockey in New York, they support the Rangers. They, they die. They bleed blue and red. And I don't know. I just think like. I mean, truthful, I would be, if, if I had to choose, I would be an Islanders fan, 
if it's if it's based off of history, I would I would definitely choose the Islanders. I feel like if you if you don't have uh, Artemi Panarin like this season with them, like I would definitely be looking more at the Islanders. I think Barry Trotz puts a team, you know, can take a team that's not doing that well and have better success than the fucking the Rangers right now. Uh, I mean, they're they're really hanging on to Lundqvist. You know, and he, at this point, he's like their third, their third goalie. You know, they're, I don't know. Uh, in my uh, opinion, <laughs> the NHL would hurt more if something were to happen to Montreal than it would to Toronto. Oh, I agree full heartedly. And, and as someone who like hates both teams, <laughs> Montreal, like, yes, Montreal got really lucky in the sense that they owned a lot of rights to a lot of the, like, you were if you were to put in an NHL draft when Montreal was dominant, they're not as dominant because they don't have rights to all of these French Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian, Eastern Ontario, and Atlantic Canada. Like you they don't have they had territorial rights at the time. That's how they were able to get everybody. They played the system and they benefited from it. Can't argue with that. But they've also been a model of professionalism. They've been a model of success past the expansion. If you ask any team owner, like, hey, what do you want the the league, what do you want people to look at you as? Most of the time, Montreal is going to be the answer because they've had players that have been not necessarily the face of the league, but they have been known and known for more than just their skill. And I think you see it with Chicago where you have it with Taves, Kane, Keith, where, yes, Kane is fantastic. But, you know, these guys aren't the puck-moving offensive defensemen that they used – or puck – like scorers, whatever. But they're still respected within the the hockey community and people who really aren't hockey fans know who they are. Right and know what they represent, and well, if you yeah. take you you put in the Leafs, there's there's what Wendell Clark, Matt Sundin, Tim, you know, Tim Horton, but Tim Horton isn't really known for his coffee. <laughs> like if you if you were to tell someone that Tim Horton was a hockey player, and here's the thing, you know, people would like when people find out that Tim Horton was a hockey player, they think you're joking. It was a hell of a hockey player though. He was, but people legitimately think you're joking. They look at you with that, like, you're kidding me. Like, they, that's not, that's not actually true. Like, Tim Horton wasn't a real person. Well, and it's funny, too, just because I think you'll enjoy this, to kind of put more light on the Leafs' just inadequacy of running a franchise. The reason Tim Horton started his donut and coffee shop was because the Leafs were refusing to pay him so enough what he felt he was due. So he started his own coffee shop to make more money. Yeah, and now it. it's like the heart and soul of Hamilton. Yeah. Nice. It wasn't – It wasn't. obviously Tim Horton was a great entrepreneur, but it was also out of necessity because the Leafs just wouldn't fucking pay the guy. Yeah, because the Leafs' ownership was as bad as Melnick, if not worse. Like, people complain about Melnick for the sins, and – uh, what was it? Ballard was the owner at the time, I think, for the Leafs. And he's 
20 times worse than what Melnick could ever be. Oh, yeah. And it's like the Leafs have accepted mediocrity for so long that they don't understand success. Yeah, and that's why they go so over the top at the slightest little win. It's because they haven't had anything to cheer for in a very long time. Well, they've also just cheered for mediocrity. They've they've mm-hmm. accept they accepted it. They were going to games. They were putting money into ownership's pockets. If you look at Montreal, when they finished like dead last in the East a couple of years ago, they stopped selling out. People stopped going to games. If you want a winning product, and Edmonton fell is, has fallen into the same trap. If you want a winning product, you can't continue to spend money on the team. Right. And that's what Ottawa started to do. You've seen it with Vancouver. You you saw it with Chicago, Pittsburgh. If you have a losing product on the ice and people are still spending money, what is the incentive to make that team better? There is nothing. I think it depends on the organization too, though, because Montreal still has the stadiums were always, I do see what you mean. They were empty, but they still have their sold out streak. Like they were still selling out the games. People just stopped going. I think like it's, it depends on the organization because Montreal, they're not hurting for money. You know, they're always going to make money on the Canadians. No matter what, no matter how good they are, they're going to make money, but they care. They care about what, Le Bleu Blanc et Rouge stands for, what it signifies. So they're always going to try and put out a good product on the ice. I don't think the I don't think Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment really cares as much as other organizations do. No, I think I think that they're I think that they're uh that like like you said, like they don't care, but I think of it as uh almost like if you look at like what what's recently going on with them is that they've probably taken a lot of flack and you know you're basically you're making money because of the crest because of the name because of its its heritage what you know however you look at it like the team can be shit people will still go right uh or at least buy they'll buy the product but i think they've gone to what the the nba has kind of leaned into uh you know maybe maybe they're getting a lot more flack for it but i think that they were like you know we're getting all this money in and we can buy a team. And I feel like that they're trying to buy these, you know, almost out of date superstars, you know, uh, they're, they're just really trying to cultivate a team instead of building it at this point. And I feel like they're trying, that's, that's their way out of, out of this losing mentality is that if we can just buy a team back, we can get even more money. See, I hate the hunters. I hate, I hate them. I don't think they're great. If they're good hockey, like good hockey people, I just I think they're overhyped uh, from a junior and a pro perspective. But I think the worst thing Toronto did was choose Dubis over Hunter because Hunter was gonna do it the right way, which meant not going out and spending eleven million dollars on a forward they didn't need. While Dubis was like puck possession. If we have the forwards to hold the puck, we don't need defense. And clearly he didn't look at the Dallas Stars a couple of years ago when they had Lenton in the net and they just outscored everybody. Right. It didn't last very long. It's not a winning it's not a way to win because once you get a hot goalie, 
which you face in Vaskaleski or Rask every year in the playoffs, that's you you can hold the puck all you want, but if you're not stopping if you can't get boards, past them, you you just if yeah. if if you're shooting fifty percent from the boards, like if <laughs> half of your shots a game are coming from the the boards, well, guess what? You're not going to win the game. Well, boys, <laughs> this has been uh, a really great comeback episode and a very interesting one at that. Oh man, so many bloopers. Oh man, uh, I mean, fuck. I wish I wish we could do. I wish it could be us three every every time. It, it just seems that there's so much, so much ignorance can get talked about between <laughs> us three. I mean, it's great, but uh, unfortunately, folks, I think we're gonna wrap it up right here for this this week's episode. Uh, hopefully, save a little bit more of this comedy for for the the you know to futures come. But uh, do you guys have any any last things y'all would like to say before we head out? Um, well, I do think, oh, okay. Jesus Christ. I'm going to ignore that, that ignorance, but, um, I do think we established that this will be open on all of our feeds. So you'll be able to find this on the Sens podcast, the Devils podcast and the Habs podcast on the Hockey yeah. Podcast Network. I mean, so we've been talking it, for like an hour and a half, an hour yeah. almost. So we'll probably cut it up in three parts and we'll have sections, maybe, possibly. It's a guessing game. You'll have to wait and see. We'll see. We'll see in post. But if you, you are listening to this on one of the feeds, whether it's mine, uh, Corey's and Shane's Devils, or just Shane's Send, be, just be sure to check out the other ones, you know, or any other podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. It's full of great guys who, just like us, just shit the bed and just talk about whatever. Also providing great analysis. And you can find some gems on the Hockey Podcast Network. Absolutely. That is for sure. Also, check out customizedsports.com. Jersey kits. Customized jerseys. Great price. Check them out. <laughs> great lightning round uh, ad throwing. That was beautiful. Um, all right, folks. Um, we'll talk to you guys next time. You guys have a great uh, rest of your week. And, you know, we'll talk to you all soon. Y'all stay healthy. Y'all stay inside. Yeah. Follow me on Centurion uh, Overtaking. On, on Twitter. All right, folks, it's been fun, but the conversation doesn't end here. Head on over to Habs Nightly for part two, and then over to the Frozen Biscuit for part three. See y'all next time, and as always, go Devils. We'll talk to y'all soon. listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey pod net new episodes every monday and thursday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from <laughs>